I mean, if, if, if you're already thinking about you failing, you know, you're already, you're already down. You're, you're already down. Oh, two in the count. You just gotta, you, you just gotta put yourself in a, in a, in a, you know, in a position to succeed and, and uh, you know, in your head, you're, 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 you're the man, you control your thoughts to a certain degree. And, you know, I, I always try to, you know, picture myself in big situations and it's, it's almost, it, it goes, it goes, it, it goes with game planning. I think it, it, it goes a little bit with it together. And I mean, I just, I just love it. You know, when you're at home and you feel that crowd going crazy or when you're on the road and you get that big hit or that big defensive play and the whole stadium goes quiet, it's uh it's something special. And it's something that, you know, once uh, it's almost like winning, once you get a taste of winning, you just can't have enough. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is green. Uh, what is your favorite? Uh, let's go hard. A good rock band, Chad Chop. Man, uh, gosh. Oh, it's got to be a little bit old school. We had a uh, Metallica was was brought up on this podcast in the past. So good. Uh, so good. Guns N' Roses, unbelievable. Uh, and I, I listened to a lot of Jim Rome. When I was a little mm. bit younger, when I wore a younger man's clothes, and uh, you know, uh, they, that was that was you know that was the intro, right? To to Romy, yeah. Been oh, racked I twice. Like I've been racked twice. I don't know if you ever watched Jim Rome, but if you have a good Jim. call, there he'll rack you. Is that yeah? No, no. I've uh, a lot of my friends watch Jim Rome. I don't. I haven't quite jumped into that ship yet i go dan patrick i've always yeah. loved him same uh big uh big yeah, i'll go rich eisen right after that uh but that's pretty much where i consume my sports scott van pelt you know i'm still living in the in the uh, early 2000s that's the all those guys 90s. are right off they're all right off the espn branch speaking of uh of of the espn branch i uh went to the rams game yesterday They've got a brand new, uh, brand new stadium called SoFi, and it is so fun at SoFi. SoFi, SoFly. It is fly. It yeah. it's like nowhere you've ever been before. So it is a dome, but the sun does come through, and uh, brand new, beautiful, and it was a an incredible game. 49ers had to win to get in. They did. They came back and beat the Rams. And here's the crazy part. The Niners fans, the sea of red that I saw, two-thirds. That's, two-thirds. A, that's a fan base. Hey, that's a fan base. Haven't spent some time with the San Francisco Giants for five years. That fan base travels. Yeah. And they've got the exactly. resources. they got the necessary they sure resources. Do. Yeah. And um, that really fun. Went with my brother-in-laws. My, uh, my wife's youngest sister got married, so we brought in – uh, a new brother-in-law to the club and he's a lifelong Rams fan. So we did a little Rams game, ate some hot dogs, had a good mm. old time, but uh, my pal Joe Buck was on the call. And uh, speaking of, of NFL and Joe Buck, he'll be our guest next week. Super fired up. Uh, he's so fun and uh, we can talk football and baseball with him. And uh, I, I'm going to ask him if he'll adopt me as, as, as a little brother. I, or, or maybe I adopt him as a big brother. I don't know how that works, but we're going to try. Can't hurt to ask. Yeah, I can't hurt to ask. That's, I'm who excited would, for that. Who would you adopt as your little brother? Oh, man. Uh, would it be today's guest? Oh, Kike. Wow. 
It might be. Kike. I can't wait to talk to Kike. So much fun, man. Kike Would he Hernandez be a good today. little brother? Yeah. He's he's good at everything. So I can only imagine he's also good at little brothering. Uh, he can do just about anything and do it well with a smile on his face. Why did you bring Kike on? And yep, that's the guest today, folks. Kike Hernandez. Uh, why'd you bring him on, Chopper? Well, I mean, I wrote down some of his characteristics, like words that come to mind when I think about Kike and talented, great work ethic. He's fun. He's funny. He's clutch. He's electric. So much joy in everything that he does. He's prepared. He's super handsome. Uh, you start writing down these characteristics. You're bringing that guy on the show. You have to. So yeah. uh, Kike, Kike's the best. We, I, I don't know if the folks know, we do a lot of uh, research and uh, I, I do mine on a yellow pad and I've got yeah. lots of stuff written down, but in bold red, it's the words energy and joy. Energy and like, joy. Goodness, that guy. He's uh, the best. He's the best. Oh. He's and the, And what people don't know about him too is, I mean, if you really deep dive into Kike, you'll see some quotes that he says and stuff like a, in the NLCS, he was game seven. He had a big home run off AJ Minter. And they, after the game, they were interviewing him. He's like, this is winter go home. Like I was prepared. I was envisioning at bat scenarios from the first pitch. So like, he's a ball player. You know, you always like to say that's what a ball player does. Like Kike Hernandez is a ball player. And uh, it's going to be great to have him on. We can't wait. I know you're as excited as I am. What a dancer. What an entertainer. Yeah. You know? Like that's the first thing I thought of after the word energy was an entertainer. And I watched a couple uh, interviews with him and he is what, what baseball needs. Yeah. Right. Like I, my, my wife has dozens of friends that wish they could just sit back here with my guitar and watch an interview with Kike. Uh, he's easy on the eyes so and, uh, and 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 uh, th those dance moves are unbelievable. But just the pizzazz he brings to the game, and uh, you know, he he was discussing like a like a sour game in Miami, and he's in a Dodgers uh, dugout, and he just starts spraying some sticky stuff in the dugout and starts dancing just to get the get the vibe going. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's panache, take me into that is clubhouse. Is it? Is it's panache, just yeah, but... it's panache. Like, how do you like? We're sitting here trying to help people grow in their, you know, their baseball career and just in life in general. But you and I, we're scratching our heads. How do you teach panache? I don't know yeah. how you do it, but Kike's got it. So I think you're born he's, with it. Yeah, he's watchable. He's yeah. born with that watchable factor. Yeah. And if got we it. can get more of those characters and personalities in the game and just let them thrive and i think baseball's starting to do that a little bit more they're letting they're letting him you know do his let thing in the play. dugout let the kids play but yeah i'm excited to to chat with him it's going to be really fun i did have a, a topic uh, at the top start, mm. start to bring in some segments if you know what i, I mean? like it well, yeah topics at the top We'll have playing pepper a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. And then uh, another one got a brand new little, little deal. Just always trying to throw some surprises your way. Um, but uh, tomorrow is a special day for both of us. Indeed. Tomorrow is your uh, 19th wedding anniversary. Thank you. Round of applause. Thank you. Yeah. And tomorrow, January 11th is also Mrs. Ballgame's birthday. She loved that. You love that. And um, I think we'll start with, with my side of things. Uh, the best birthday present for
for your wifey. I I kind of took I took a uh, a little play out of your playbook. Uh, I saw you post something on social media, um, and and I'll uh, I'll share that in a second. But but let's go with birthday present. Uh, have you ever given like a great one, or do you have a great idea for the listener out there? What's a great birthday present for the wifey? You know something that's always good. <clears throat> Like for my wife, she loves like love language. Her love language is positive, like letters and flowers. So that, that's got to be a staple, right? Yeah. And then you just want to be in tune for like what they need or what they want. So uh, a perfect example, my wife just took up golf. So this isn't her birthday, but this is anniversary, 19 year anniversary. I got a new golf clubs. That's just automatic. Yes. Like it's, yes. that's a win-win. I win, she wins. That's a huge win-win when it comes, when it, when it goes like that, that's the best when you can win-win like that. But it's so funny. You said love language. I've written that down a few times. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and break. I'm, I'm going to break the ice with the new segment. It's called yeah. going deep. Going we got playing pepper. And then we got going deep. I love it. And, and the question I have for you and for Kike and, and we'll, we'll save it is what's, what's your wife's love language, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then maybe, maybe you need to, what's your love language too? It's nice to, uh, you know, know yourself and then, and, uh, and also your, your wife. So that's, that's going deep folks. That's a tease that. and we'll go deep with Kike and, and chopper later. Um, yeah. Did you have anything to, to close up uh, shop on that, that golf club, uh, present? No, I, I, uh, I'm excited to give her that, those and uh, and then she doesn't know, but we're playing golf too. So we uh, we're doing a little two day getaway. Yeah, I know it's the best two day getaway. Uh, her parents are going to watch the babies and we're going to go to a little resort and uh, spend the night and then wake up bright and early, go play some golf with their new clubs. Uh, and uh, what, that's what better way to celebrate. So good. Well, uh, it took me a, about a decade to figure out Tara Jean. Um, but I'm starting to, and, and, and you get it. And that's why you're taking her on a getaway. I shipped her off for the weekend with her sisters and her best friend. That's a number one. Yeah. You gotta, they, 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 as much as they love their kids, they need that separation. They need to go and not be a mom for a few days. So she went off to San Diego for the weekend, did some country line dancing and just some, uh, quality time with her sister's best friend four gals having a good time. Um, you know, I had the babysitter come when I had to do the sand lots and I did my quality time with, with the girls, uh, when I wasn't working and it was great, but here's, here's the kicker. When she comes home, which was yesterday, I had a notepad and it said, happy birthday, flip the page. And I flipped the page. It says, go look at the van. I'd gotten the van detailed, nice, clean, uh, vacuum tires, those fancy cleaning words. I, I did it all presidential. Yeah, I got the yes. presidential. Um, <laughs> and then, and then you go back to the notepad, flip the page and I'll go look in the uh, playroom. I'm not the handiest, but I know my wife's love language. It's build stuff that needs to be built. I don't know if that's in the love language book. I think it is. Uh, yeah. It's probably acts of service. Uh, mm-hmm. But I built this art table that had been sitting in a box for a couple of days. Open up the box, went through the whole thing with the screwdrivers and the screws. And I built this table for the girls, set it out there. 
and then flip the notepad again, go look at the laundry room. And I stole this from you. Five loads of laundry. Nailed it. There were socks down at the bottom of this hamper that I haven't seen in two months. Mm. And I, I got to the bottom of it all. I got everything cleaned, folded all the girls' clothes, um, probably up till one o'clock, but so worth it. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the, the last one was, you know, check the dishwasher, uh, and, and, and finally go into the office. She's been wanting this whiteboard on the wall, nailed to the wall forever. And, you know, it's like, wake up James, you know, they, they, yeah. they've been asking you to put that thing together and you're, you're procrastinating because you, you're, you're not confident enough that you can take a hammer and nail and get it done. But really just laziness is what it is right it's just you're pretty busy but yeah that's fair. yeah that's fair. uh but but uh when when it's anniversary or birthday yeah. time you really you, you got to tap into those love languages so um pretty 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 happy with with how it all went down i'm proud of you that's that's a great 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 job by you and you're listening and you're in tune and Really, as husbands, that's kind of our job, right? And and parents and fathers is try to listen and be in tune. And like our wives, like your wife's like mine. Like they gave us plenty of clues on what they what they want and what they need. And it's just for us to clue in and and uh, give them what they want. That's right. And yeah. I'm looking at the list of of love languages. Um, uh, you know, you've got your acts of service, and you've got your physical touch, quality time, giving gifts. And then words of affirmation. Uh, what would you say yours are? Like, what what really tickles your fancy um, as as far as love goes? I'm pretty simple. Uh, I, I like the affection, uh, obviously, uh, but also I just really, really, really like a clean house, which is really a challenge in our life with the the four boys, and it's tough. Uh, but but that's my wife knows if the house is clean. Uh, I feel super loved. So in that, in uh, that, that something. So if I come home to a clean house, I got home the other night from Phoenix and walked in and the house was spotless. And that just like exudes like, man, she loves me. Cause I know how hard that is. I know what that means. It's tough uh, with the dog and the four boys and the making brownies and the dragging the muddy shoes through the house. And it's tough. So when she does that, I feel so loved and she knows That's great. That. It's pretty oh. cool. What's yours? We we're in tune there, and same thing. Like yeah. it, it's not that I, I I just feel so comfortable and at ease when when everything's kind of in its place and everything's clean. And and we only have two daughters, but it's still there. Things can pile up really quick. Mm. So coming home to that is really good. But you know, my love language is definitely words of affirmation. I really do. I uh, uh, you know when. Um, and, and it does feel like there's some narcissism to that. Like if you have to be told that you're, you're nice and, and you're, you're awesome, it feels shallow. Sure. But it's just the truth. I just yeah. feel good when people are, are saying, uh, uh, saying nice things. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really where I'm at. Uh, as far as Tara Jean, she also loves quality time and, and, specifically with the kids like if i'm giving the kids quality time she feels loved yeah. you know sense. and so um 
it's pretty fun to kind of dissect the relationship and try and learn from the mistakes of others. I, you know, I've had, I got two older brothers, so I've been able to learn a lot from them. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a product of, of a divorce, you know, my, my mom was married before and then, you know, dad came around. So I think there's so many great silver linings that can come from, from issues and, and falling in and out of love. And, uh, you know, I, I really uh, kind of watched my parents uh, battle through so many things, but they kept that, that, that love together and they stay in tune with each other's love language. So um, it, it, we talk about happiness of our kids and our, our players. And I think it all comes from the home. You know, yeah. if, if your home's intact and if you're in tune with, with, with the misses and the kids at home, then I think you'll be a, a really good coach or mentor out there as well. So uh, good topic. I enjoyed that. No doubt. Right. No doubt. And also if you screw up, like apologize, own it, and then try to get back into the moment. Just like we tell our players, like as a husband and a father, if you screw up, own it, and then just get right back into like not beating yourself up about it. Just get back into just making sure you're showing that love for your kids and your wife. Yeah. It can be the hardest part. Just owning yeah. up to all those mistakes and uh, yeah. Uh, great point there. You had a good uh, conversation with a coach. Uh, this past weekend, what'd you have a tournament? Uh, we had a tournament and uh, we played uh, played against a team and uh, I was talking to the third base coach. His name is Jeff Carter and uh, Jeff Carter. Good name. Cool name. So Jeff Carter, his, uh, his catcher, his catcher was a really good receiver. And uh, so it, like really caught my eye right away. It was really quiet and like really just getting a ton of calls and earning them. Like it was impressive. And this is a 13U tournament. This kid's 12. So I told the coach, I said, hey, your, your catcher's awesome. And, uh, and Coach Carter's like, yeah, you know, he does a good job, but he's, he's pretty immature. So I'm really working on his character. And like right away, you know, we're, this is why we're here. So I was like, man, coach, that is a great, great, great answer. And he's like, well, yeah, you know, I just know what they talk about in meetings. And, he's, and he kept talking about how he used to play professionally. And um, I was like, man, that's just what it's all about. It was so cool to hear him say that what a great answer from a coach because he knows what matters yeah he's good at baseball right. but he's need to be more mature and and react properly when things do go your way and don't go your way on and off the field i loved it it, it was awesome coach carter at a boy at a boy jeff carter at a boy to you and and sometimes i i wonder well like do we have a balance to this podcast i don't want to just shove character down down the throats every single time we talk right. uh, but to hear that to hear that story like Hey, we're making a difference somehow, some way, you know, by, by really shining a light on character. I, I think character can be considered old school, uh, or maybe, uh, you know, not fresh, like, like let the kids play and, and have lots of fun. And you talk about a, a guy, uh, like Kike Hernandez, boy, he's all about fun and playing. Um, but if we can find that balance where we're character matters too. Okay. It's not just, it, 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 it's, it's, it's not just an old thing that the old school does and we're not, you know, get off my lawn. Um, I think that's when you got the magic and looks like we got some magic coming in this room, man. I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to introduce our guest here right oh, quick. Oh yes. Wow. So Kike, let me introduce, introduce you to everybody. Uh, I'm going to start. I've already touched on this, but I'm going to touch on it again so you can hear it. 
Welcome to the show. A uh, couple of words that come to mind when I think Kike Hernandez. He's talented. He has an incredible work ethic. He's fun. He's funny. He's clutch. He's electric. Plays the game with joy. Lives his life with joy. He's prepared and he's super handsome. Kike Dang. Hernandez, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you. What's up, guys? Thanks for What's having up? me. What, what yeah. a pleasure to be part of your podcast, man. This is sick. <laughs> So, so, so uh, I'm going to introduce you to my partner, Coach Ballgame. He'll ask you a question, and we'll just go back and forth, man. But uh, thanks again, dude. This Sounds great. good. All right. KK, you've inspired this mustache. Uh, my wife and kids do not allow me to wear a mustache, but if I've got a guest on the podcast that that has worn a mustache and inspired millions uh, with, with, with the nose neighbor, then I, I say, hey, I, I'll shave this off this afternoon but it's got to be here um our our friend chad chop was gonna was gonna partner up with the stash but it's his what do you got going on tomorrow chopper 19 year anniversary tomorrow so it got vetoed by the boss which is fair she earned very it very fair very fair but you know you can always wear a mask and nobody can see you know <laughs> true but that's the beauty of the mask. Day, she knows she does. Oh, well, uh, Kike, man, uh, I just love watching you play. I love watching you not play. I love watching you in the dugout. I love watching everything you do. It, it you know, I coach kids and so many kids that I coach uh, across Orange County, uh, LA, wherever I'm at, all over the country, they res- they react to your energy and they they respond to it. They 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 really they they want to do your dance moves and play like you play and smile like you smile so um uh, what the word that i wrote on my piece of paper here is energy i just love your energy man so appreciate it um appreciate it. yeah it's, it's it's pretty inspiring i i know kike is the nickname it's what i give every kid first time i meet him is a nickname um but do, do you have do you have another one? Do you have something else that, that people call you or something way back when? No, I mean, it's Kike. A lot of people think it's Kiki. I, uh, I introduce myself to a lot of people and they're like TJ, KK. So, I mean, I'm used to it. It's way better than Enrique. That's for sure. That sounds like a telenovela name or something. <laughs> I was I was thinking if, if you were a kid that came to my camp and I just... I just consumed you for 30 minutes. I would call you the entertainer. You would just have to be the entertainer. I mean, did, somebody's got to entertain, right? No doubt. Did that somebody's just, did, were you, were you the entertainer as a baby? Did, did you learn that? Where's that come from? I think it was acquired through time. I was a pretty chill baby to start off. And then um, I got introduced to the Power Rangers and yes. I became a Power Ranger, man. Yeah. My parents couldn't really take me to restaurants because I'd be doing somersaults and all these Power Ranger moves between table to table. And I didn't understand that when people are eating, they don't want kids running around doing being a Power Ranger. And, you know, uh, it, it started state, it started taking off. Uh, elementary school went pretty smoothly. Um, middle school started transitioning to, man, I can't stay still. Why, 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 why do people laugh every time I talk? And by the time I got to high school, I realized what was going on. And, you know, let's just say I'm glad that uh, I was a good baseball player because uh, that school thing didn't really work out for me. And, you know, now that I look back to it, I'm like, man, I should have been a good student, but I just, it was so much better to be the entertainer. 
That's so interesting. I have a lot of kids that, you know, I've got 49 kids in a team meeting pose, real quiet, zoning in, listening to every word I say, but there's one or two, they are jumping around like the Power Ranger. And, and I always have to keep that in the back of my mind. That is going to be a great quality one day. Same for the kid that, that might talk back or disagree with me. Like that's going to be a leadership quality one day. Did you get in trouble early on uh, before you kind of matured in high school? Uh, yeah, my parents were at the principal's office a lot. And I just, my mom would ask me, aren't you embarrassed that we're here all the time? And, you know, being the person that I am, I'd be like, no, you guys are my parents. I'm very proud of you guys. So, no, I'm not embarrassed that you guys are here. But, uh, yeah, and then I would get home and I'd be in a lot of trouble. So uh, it wasn't that fun. But, uh, but yeah, I did. Unfortunately, I got into a lot more trouble than I should have. Well, you matured into a fine young man. Let's talk. Uh, let, let, let's go that route. Um, Appreciate Shopper, it. back to you. Yeah. Yeah, Kike, question I have for you. Uh, we ask this to all of our guests is, what do you like most about baseball? Uh, what's, what, what gets you up in the morning where you just cannot wait to get to the Man, end? the fact that, you know, it's obviously been the thing that I want to do since I was, you know, since I can remember being a kid. Of course, before a baseball player, I wanted to be a Power Ranger, but then I quickly realized if I'm not an actor, it's going to be hard to be a Power Ranger. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with baseball. I think, you know, the, I just I just enjoy playing baseball so much. I have so much fun doing it. Um, to me, one of the, my favorite things about baseball is it doesn't matter. Size doesn't quite matter as much as it does in other sports. And, you know, there's not many sports other than baseball that I could have played based off my, you know, body type or whatever. So, uh, you know, it's, it's incredible to see, you know, the, the different styles and, and the different sizes and, and it comes in all shapes and forms. And, and, you know, it just, it helps play a beautiful game. That's just what baseball is a beautiful game. Yeah, it's great. And uh, I was talking with uh, Barnsey, Austin Barnes during the playoffs and you were going through that sick run. Uh, this last postseason, and uh, Barnsey brought up a story about where he called you one night after a game, and he just wanted to talk like life. And you were all you would talk about was like the next day, the starter, like strategy, like kind of just you're a ball player, dude. And so, like, I loved that because I, you know, how much like I enjoy you and love you as a person, but to get that insight of like that's how I was, like, you know, when you're a ball player, like, what else is there to talk about? Power Rangers aren't on, we can't talk about that. Let's talk about the next day starter and figure this out. How are we going to win that day? I love that. I love that about you. It's great. Yeah. I mean, October, there's nothing other than winning today. And then after today, whether we win or lose, it's about how are we going to win tomorrow? And of course, family's important. Oh, yeah. But it's October. It's October. <laughs> you know, it's, it's time. It's time. <laughs> so good. Coach Bakke. Yeah. Well, I mean, I – I posted on social media. I was going to interview you. You got any questions for me? And a lot of kids out there were asking, you know, how, how's he so great in, in the clutch, you know, in the playoffs, you've had some big, 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 big moments uh, in high leverage situations. And we talk about it on this podcast all the time. Like you can either show up in the big moment and, and love the stage, or you can kind of crumble. And how do you thrive on it, man? Why, why are you so clutch? I think it goes back to, you know, my answer about the, the, what do I love about baseball so much? And 
you know, it's about, you know, being a kid and dreaming and every kid when they're dreaming about being a baseball player, every kid, you know, game seven of the world series, base load at three, two, two outs down by one or whatever it is. And, you know, it's the moment is there and it's about, you know, how, how do I say this in English? Sorry. It's about, you know, embracing the moment. And I do a lot of visualization and, uh, you know, I put myself in those moments and I try not to think about anything other than me succeeding. And I even practice sometimes, you know, you know, when I get this big hit tomorrow, you know, whatever it is, the situation, what am I going to do when I get on base? Am I going to act like no big deal? Am I going to be passionate? You know, all these things. And are those, there's little things that, you know, that, that, that make it fun for you to like put yourself in that situation. And, and uh, above all, you know, just picture yourself in those situations succeeding, you know, failure is not an option in that moment. Of course, we're going to fail more times than the ones that we actually succeed in. But I mean, if, if, if you're already thinking about you failing, you know, you're already, you're already down. You're, you're already down. Oh, two in the count. You just gotta, you, you just gotta put yourself in a, in a, in a, you know, in a position to succeed. And, and uh, you know, in your head, you're, 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 you're the man, you control your thoughts to a certain degree. And, you know, I, I always try to, you know, picture myself in big situations and it's, it's almost, it, it goes, it goes, it, it goes with game planning. I think it, it, it goes a little bit with it together and, I mean, I just, I just love it. You know, when you're at home and you feel that crowd going crazy or when you're on the road and you get that big hit or that big defensive play and the whole stadium goes quiet, it's, uh, it's something special. And it's something that, you know, once uh, it's almost like winning, once you get a taste of winning, you just can't have enough. And when you have a big moment, you just, man, you just can't have enough. And you're just looking forward to the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. Oh, baby's crying downstairs. Love that. Love yeah, that. love so, that. Sorry. Dad. Good, good thing baby has a mom. Good thing baby has a mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Roy Hobbs said it in the natural. You know, you got to have a lot of little kid in you to play this game, and that's what I see with you. You've got this youthful spirit, and we talked to Mookie Betts uh, about uh, you know his his kids, and when I what I see in my kids, they're always using their imagination. It's all they're always imagining. Hey, uh, you you're gonna be this character and you know you'd be this and let's play with this thing so th that youthful uh vibe that you have it helps you in the big moment you've imagined these big things happening and you're not afraid of it that's for sure oh yeah we have we have a saying back home you know in spanish that i'm going to do the literal translation is you know the big when you talk about a big game or a big moment we we say that that's when uh that's when kids separate from from grown men and, uh, uh, you know, I like to think about it that way. And I also like, you know, I, I'm not a superstar, but, you know, in that moment, it's just you against the pitcher. You think of yourself that you're the superstar. And when you get a big hit, nobody cares, you know, what your role on a team is or what your career has been. They just think it, they just care about that moment right there. And, you know, I just I cherish every single moment I can. And fortunately, I've been lucky enough to to play on, on on many postseason teams and put myself in a position to do that because I mean if I hadn't played in the playoffs there's no moment for me to have so uh I'm just lucky to to, to have been in the position that I've been put on it, I'll, I'll say this then send it back to chopper I'm a big Cubs fan just grew up a big Cubs fan growing up in sorry North about Carolina. that sorry about it <laughs> and I hey it's okay and 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 even when you're hitting three bombs to to close us out in 2017, you're just so likable and fun to watch that I I wasn't 
very mad. I was okay. That just, uh, you know, you, 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 you teach every kid out there. Uh, this is how you go about it. This is how you play the game. And, and it's really fun to watch. So at a boy chopper back to you. Thanks. Couple things uh, for our for our listeners, especially our kids, uh, that Kike just said. This is this is if you don't get anything else from this podcast ever, understand self talk. And Kike just said like he's a superstar in his mind, right? And like for our kids, like you got to believe in your ability and your talent and who you are before anyone else will ever believe in it. So Kike has that I'm a superstar vibe, and I can tell you he is a superstar. Like I'm telling you, he's a superstar in my mind, and I and I he's he's amazing. Like the way he puts in his work every day like I remember you and I when you're taking ground balls like there's multiple ways to approach that there's the Chris Taylor like consummate pro like getting his work in for multiple spots and he's a pro that's a that's a totally acceptable way then there's Kike where there's a reason why they give you two pairs of pants it's because that first pair is going to have grass on it and dirt and you know for me at playing first base like man I hope Kike gets through this healthy that's how hard he takes it, right? Kika, that's how hard he yeah, takes his ground ball. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when, when, Passion. you know, when you're not playing every day, you've got all this time to, you know, throw out all your energy because, like you guys have said, I have a lot of it. And if I don't use my energy that day, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep. So, <laughs> for me, you know, I, I I take pride in my defense. And, you know, a yeah. lot of guys just work on their offense, just work on their offense. And for me, you know, I, I yeah, you, we got to practice on the routine play. We got to do all this. And, once I'm done with all the routine plays is, hey, Chop, go to first yes. base. We're, we're playing special. live and, and we're practicing, you know, making the spectacular play because, you know, just like the routine play, if you don't practice it, how are you going to make it? And yeah. for me, it's just that's the time to have fun. And, you know, I dive around and, you know, just get all dirty and sometimes hold my breath because I feel like I'm going to break in half. But you know what? It's just it's the beauty of it. And it's all about having fun and having people like Chop around, you know, at first it was weird. It was weird to have chop around. Cause I'm like, man, I don't think I've ever met a person this positive 24 <laughs> seven, this guy, this, what is this guy? But man, the more I got to be around him, the more I enjoyed it. And the, 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 I stopped thinking about, you know, the fact that maybe he's got a lot of dirty secrets holding up, you right. know? but uh, man, it's, it's a, it's truly a joy. And you always need those guys. You always need positive guys to, you know, have that positive energy flowing around all, all the time in a, in a locker room. Thanks, and man. It's and genuine. That's the same. Yeah, it's genuine. A, you know, I mean, yeah. you can tell if it's if it's this genuine positivity, you can sniff it out right away. But Chopper's got For that sure. genuine positivity, man, and that great beard. Good beard. Heck yeah, that great beard, great mustache too, man. Good mustache. Luckily, he stayed <laughs> behind the behind the screen, behind the computer during the games because he would have made my mustache not look that good. I mean, we're gonna probably in post. In post, we'll probably have to throw up a picture so everyone can see the mustache. So you and For I, sure. we send it over. Yep. Send it over to Bum just to intimidate him with our facial hair. Bum, miss Bum. I miss Bum. <laughs> uh, question I have for you: uh, Who was your biggest influence in learning the game as you were growing up? Kind of falling in love with the game. Who impacted you the most? My dad, no question. Uh, you know, he he would write on my hat every. Like ever since my first uniform at six years old, he would always, he would write on my hat, play hard and play smart. And uh, I think uh, a lot of, com a lot of comes, comes playing the, the game the right way. And, um, you know, he was, he was always there for me. There was not one day where, you know, I wanted to go work practice or do whatever it was. And there was never a no, there was never a no for an answer. And, uh, you know, even days that I didn't have it, it just, it, no, I don't want to go work. He pushed me and, 
it was, you know, it was exactly what I needed to, to create a, a great work, uh, work ethic, you know, and, um, you know, he, he taught me the game. He, he, he basically coached me until I was like 15 years old. And, uh, you know, he was always there, always, you know, keeping me in check, whether I played good, uh, he didn't let my emotions get too high. And if he did, and if I played bad, he let me know, but, uh, you know, it, uh, it created some mental toughness as well. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'll never get tired of saying it. If it wasn't for my dad, I, w- I wouldn't be where I, where I am today. That's awesome. And, and I love those two phrases, play hard and play smart. And when we're talking to youth, so often that play smart component, that stems from like pre-thinking what you're going to do with the ball before it's hit, right? So that's Absolutely. a big deal for our coaches and the players out there that are listening. Kike's gone through every scenario before that ball's hit. He already knows the answer to the test. He's not reacting on the fly. That's how you play this game smart. But that's, that's critical. Uh, coach ball game? Um, yeah, kind of along those lines. Yeah. I love that your dad just pushed you in a positive way. Like that, you know, that there we, I think as dads, we can get caught into this trap where my kids got to get the college scholarship. They got to go do this thing. And it, and it becomes this kind of negative, um, tone that, 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 that seeps in and, and pushes kids away. So, uh, having a, a dad that was positive like that, that, that speaks to how you play the game. Um, I wanted to ask you about all the positions you play, even pitcher. You pitched a little bit in, in uh, 2017, I think, but you've played every position, all the outfield positions, all the infield positions. Was that a conscious decision on your part or were you just like, I'll go wherever? So I'm um, growing up. I mean, I grew up a shortstop for the most part, but uh, I moved around a little bit depending on, on the team I was at a, at the time. I played a little bit of third. I played a little bit of second, but, uh, you know, mostly short. And uh, when I when I was growing up, they, they, they sold these uh, these videos along with the with the video that the, the league makes on, you know, every year on the team that wins. It's like a documentary. And uh, of course, I would get the, those videos, but then they would always they'd also make like hour and a half long VHS videos of like MLB bloopers. But then my favorite one was the defense, greatest plays of the seat of every season. And I would just watch those and watch those and watch those and watch those. And I would pay attention to the way, you know, the outfielders made their plays, you know, the footwork, how they got around balls and stuff. And because of course I, I never played the, played the outfield. And uh, when I was nine years old, my dad got to coach winter ball. And I was able to, you know, during winter break, once school got, got, got done for, for the winter, I would go, I was with him all, all, every day, all day, every day. I would get there early because my dad was in charge of hitting the, the non-active players, basically the, the rookie ball kids, like lower level minor leaguers that were part of, that were part of the reserve of the team. He was in charge of hitting them ground balls and throwing them BP. So I would just go take ground balls with him. And then once the, the full team would, go out and take BP, I would just, I would literally go out to center field and power shack. And that kind of gave me like a little base on how to like read fly balls and stuff and all that. But it wasn't until I got drafted and I was in, in low A and uh, I was 19 years old and I was DHing because the third baseman, the shortstop and the second baseman were all first rounders and I was DHing and it wasn't, I didn't start, I, I started off not too good. And I was like, man, I have way too much energy to be a DH. And I would just constantly tell my manager, hey, put me in the outfield, put me in the outfield, put me in the outfield. If I can't play infield, put me in the outfield. He's like, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. 
And one day an outfielder goes down. And I remember the outfield coordinator at the time was, was in town and, you know, I had to play left field and he didn't love the way that I went about it during BP because, you know, I would let the ball, you know, get a little lower and catch it here. You know, I'm an infielder. I like, I think that, you know, if you catch it here and you don't catch it, I think catching it up here, you, sometimes you block your vision with your glove and you kind of like lose track of the ball. So I like to like good catch a little lower and track it all the way to the glove. And he wasn't all about that. He's like, yeah, you're not that good. You're not that good. You got to catch it up, up there and you got to catch it with two hands, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I remember because we were playing Hagerstown, which is the low A at the time. It was a low A affiliate for the, for the Nationals and Bryce Harper was hitting. Bryce Harper hit a big league fly ball to left field and it was during twilight. And I remember I like, you know, took a few steps back. I got to the warning track. I kind of like, you know, felt the wall and, you know, did all this. Like I played outfield before and I went, and I caught it right here. And it was a third out. And when I catch the ball and I'm going in, I see the, the outfield coordinator going nuts in the dugout. Like, ah, going like this. Going like that. And I got to the dugout. He's like, man, what are you doing? It's twilight. You know, you can't be doing that. You got to catch the ball with two hands. And I was like, but did I catch it? He's like, yeah. It's like, okay. If I drop it, it's one thing. But, you know, I caught it. No problem. You know, kids. Don't tell your coach he's wrong. Just say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, <laughs> take the information that you think is going to help and absorb it. And the rest, just be like politely, you know, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But just let it go. Uh, I played a maybe a handful of games in the outfield. And, and then it was some triple A where, you know, I kept playing second base in all the minor leagues. And then when I got to triple A, I was hitting really, really well. And of course, Jose Altuve was a big league second baseman. So playing second base, I was kind of blocked. So uh, I started moving around and I started playing a different position every single day. And that's when I got to play a little more outfield, but I still hadn't played center field yet. And uh, I got, I finally get called up to the big leagues. And uh, you know, I, 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 at the beginning I started playing shortstop against lefties and then left field against righties. And George Springer went down that we had no center fielder. I had two minor league innings in center field. And then all of a sudden I was playing every day center field for the Houston Astros. And I was like, man, I don't know what this is all about, but this is a lot of fun. Back then, there was 436 to center with Taos Hill, the big the big hill in the outfield with like the 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 light pole was in on the field. So I was like, I got I got days to run around and like in it. The outfield became a lot of fun, and then you know once I got to LA, it was just kind of like you know it was all by necessity. You know I was like I re quickly realized that's what was it got like my bat might have gotten me to the big leagues, but this is what's going to keep me in the big leagues and. I sure enough, I, uh, you know, I took a lot of pride on my defense and I worked my butt off during BP every single day. You know, I, I chopper didn't get there till my last couple of years, but before that I would just grab anybody and I would send somebody to first base. And the same way I would take ground balls, I would just go back out there in the outfield and I would be diving and sliding all over the outfield for balls, telling the pitchers to clear the outfield for me. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, defense kept me in the big leagues and now, you know, my bat is, you know, allowing me to, to, to become an, an everyday player, you know, uh, after like seven or eight seasons in the big leagues, I'm finally, you know, where I, where I want to be as an everyday big league player. Oh, it's got to feel so good, but, uh, to, yeah, to every kid, to every coach out there, it wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't have been open, put me in the outfield. I mean, I, I think kids get a little specialized early on, uh, I'd never played outfield. I get to college. The only spot open was right field. And I just raised my hand 
I, I was too dumb to do anything else. I, I am a right fielder. And I went out there and I ran into walls. I flipped over the tarp. I, you know, I, I was, I'm my, my family's from Puerto Rico as well. So there's something about that Puerto Rican, uh, just, uh, run into walls and, and have fun. <laughs> and, uh, I was about was to me. say, you, it sounds like you played the game pretty similar to the way I play the game. And I love to grow a good mullet because when I have a good mullet and I'm diving and running around, it really, really goes, it flows, wow. but uh, yeah, they yeah, ship, yeah. they, they sent me to center field because I was running into the walls too much. Uh, I, I like center field. Um, but Hey, you, you become a good athlete, be willing to play any position and then you got a much better shot. So absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the game's changing, man. And like, there's so there's only like so many guys that like you know get the opportunity to come up to the big leagues and you know be get established in just one position and most of the time they're like pretty big prospects so you know if, if you're not one of those bonus babies or like a top prospect you got to earn your way to the big leagues and you know every day the the versatility increases in values more and more and teams are, are are you know in search of those guys that can play multiple positions and at a high level and if you can learn how to do it at a young age, man, why not? That's the game is, is moving in that direction. So uh, if you can do it, just go ahead and do it. It's, it's going to make you a better defender in one position or the other, because you're every position has all these different angles that you got to cut and, you know, make plays and it's, it's only going to help you in the next position. So I, I'm a strong believer that, you know, teams are, that's what teams are looking for these days. And, if you can do it at a, before you get to Pro Bowl, I mean, once you get to Pro Bowl, it's going to be a way easier transition. Versatility is increasing in value. Soundbite, hashtag. <laughs> Chopper, back to you. It's a couple of things I want to unpack there with what Kike said. Uh, I love it when I can say unpack because I feel like cool people say Ooh. that. So. <laughs> but you talked about, uh, and this is important for coaches and players, right? That, that outfield coordinator, who I'm sure is a great coach, and he had his way and he wanted you to do it that way. And so you said as a player, like, hey, don't talk back to your coach. And, and I support that. But as a coach, make sure you're there for the right reason. Because I think there's times when coaches, it's about them and their ego. And they're just trying to have an imprint. Oh, I changed the way Kike catches a fly ball. Hang on a sec. Now, it's not about you as a coach, right? So I think it's important. I tell my players, and when I tell them something, like, hey, try it. And if it works, awesome. But if you don't like it, it's your career. And I'm here to support you and love you through it. So I think it's important both ways. as a player take every sort of recommendation or constructive criticism and try it, but make it your own way. And, uh, and that's what Kike did. And uh, also as a coach, like just, just check in every day and make sure you're there for the right reason. We should be there to support the players and support the kids. And um, even at the highest level, at the major league level, you're there to support the players. It's not about you as a coach. So I love that's important thing. That's important. Question I have for you. Uh, who's on your teammate, Mount Rushmore. That's four faces. You can do some honorable mentions and you can put them on there for any reason that you want to, but I'm excited to hear your response. Very, very tough question. Yes. Um, uh, but I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say my four names, you know, based off what they've meant, what they've meant to me in my career and all this. And um, number one, Chase Utley. I don't mean there hasn't been, Anybody that's that that have has helped me more than than Chase, of course. Um, you know, I willingly forced myself under his wing, but you know his 
his willingness to help younger players and be there for them at all times. You know, uh, when he was in a, at a different stage of his career where, you know, some of the guys, you know, they get old and they just get bitter, you know, maybe they're not the player that they used to and they just, you know, they just angry or whatever and not, not as positive or, or as helpful as, as you wish they were. And, you know, that man helped me incredible, incredibly in many, many ways, not just on the field, but off the field. And um, we'll always be super thankful for him. Uh, number two, JT. Uh, of course, JT was there since my first year with the Dodgers. And uh, of course, he helped me a lot, uh, you know, preparing to come off the bench because he had to do it for a couple of years before he became Justin Turner. Um, uh, you know, he's one of my best friends in baseball. Uh, number three, uh, I'm going to say Clayton Kershaw, man, just because of what he means to the game, what he represents. And, uh, you know, if you're an outsider and you don't really know baseball and you just get to spend a couple of days in, in that Dodger locker room and, you know, like I said, you don't know anything about baseball, you don't know who's who, you would never think that, you know, Kirsch has been probably the greatest pitcher of this generation and uh, one of the best lefties of all time. And, you know, the way he goes about his business, uh, how consistent he is as a person, his routine, he, you know, Kirsch is, is always working, man, always working. He only takes some time off when he needs to eat his cookies and milk. But, uh, but man, Kirsch is, uh, he's the man, he's a, uh, as hard worker and hard worker as they come. And, you know, of course it's been, it was a pleasure for me to, to, to be able to play alongside him and behind him for, for six seasons. And uh, my fourth man, I'm going to go with uh, one of my new teammates. Uh, I'm going to say Rafael Devers, man. Uh, we're talking about energy and, and, and playing with joy. Uh, this kid describes that and, uh, you know, his, the amount of talent that he's got, sky's, sky's the limit for this kid, but, you know, he's, uh, he's as, as, as happy a person as, as they come and his at-bats, man, for getting to watch his at-bats for 162 games, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, it was, it was joy, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of comical at times because you don't see too many guys talking to themselves, like, you know, people think, and they're talking to themselves, but in their head, this kid literally steps off the box and like starts talking to himself and like literally like you can hear him, you can see him, hear him talking, uh, you know, the way that people usually like back off the box and, you know, take a deep breath or whatever. This kid is stepping towards the picture every time, <sighs> taking his deep breath, great routine, does it every single pitch. And, uh, you know, I got to enjoy playing alongside, alongside him this year and, you know, to, to, to you know to think that he's only 24 years old is it's uh it's pretty special but uh of course there's an incredible amount of honorable mentions and one of those guys has to be rich hill former and now oh, current teammate yes. richie you know the 75 year old one of my favorite ever <laughs> and uh i can't wait to to see him this year again and to play with him for 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 a full season it's going to be it's going to be a place it's going to be a blast yeah, so you you brought up uh, the the three that I know on that list. I mean, those are grinders, right? Like, so it's like that's you. Like, and then Devers, you talk about that energy, and that's you. So it's pretty cool that you're Mountain Rushmore. You're surrounding yourself around kind of what you embody. And uh, I mean, I still remember seeing Kirsch. Uh, having been the video coordinator, I'm setting up cameras, and Kirsch is out there by himself, like throwing a game, right? Coming set and throwing a game in the bullpen, landing in the same spot every time, and it's like that's what you talk about. Like he's envisioning success. And I asked him like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going through tomorrow's start. 
right now, you know, and right. that's greatness doesn't happen by accident. You know, no one stumbles into greatness. So, uh, you know, if he has to pitch, cool. if he has to pitch in a series and we win that ball game that night when we're, you know, high fiving or in, in, um, in the line or whatever, he needs to make sure he goes and stands on the mound and like takes a good look at the home plate because, you know, that's what he likes to do. He likes to visualize himself, put himself on that mound. And, you know, it's pretty special. And I mean, he hasn't been, he hasn't done what he's done in this game for, you know, for no reason. It's, uh, it's, he's, he's earned it all. He's, he's worked for everything he's got. And, you know, it's, you know, you, you get to admire those guys and, you know, it's inspiring that they're that good and they keep working that hard to, to, to stay at that level for a very long time. That's a wide range on Mount Rushmore. You got the silver Fox and the kid. So from Chase Utley yeah, down yeah. to Devers, that, that, yeah. that might be the name of this podcast. Coach uh, <laughs> Silver Fox and the kid. Well, you answered my next question. I was going to ask what player um, matches your energy. Uh, if you're looking at the grand scope of, of MLB, would it be Devers? Is there anybody else out there where you're like, Ooh, we, we have the same energy for sure. Man, there's just, there's just a lot of high energy players and, uh, I'm going to say they're all closer to to, 20, to being 20 years old than to my age. I'm 30 now. I'm super <laughs> old. But, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a tough question. I, I would say off the field, probably Brett Phillips. On mm. the field, I don't know. It's a, it's a really, really tough question. But, uh, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of really good ballplayers that I enjoy watching them play, not just for their talent, but for the way they play, they play the game and, uh, maybe I'll have a, maybe I'll have an answer for that question the next time I get on the show. Oh yeah, we're definitely inviting you on. Uh, maybe there is not. Maybe you stand alone. I'm. I. It, it, I think it's a, a a good thing that none of us can really think of the guy who 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 do who uh, reminds us. I'm like of a Kike snow at. leopard. I'm like a snow leopard. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. I look super. I look super white, but I'm Puerto Rican. I play everywhere. I mean, like and you can, I got I a mean, big booty. You Big can booty. dance, yeah. You you got the you can dance like Ricky Martin. Where'd you learn how to dance? That that's that's. I don't think this I'm is a question. Great a dancer. I just I just people think that because I'm always dancing. But I mean, <laughs> that's like secret. I said. You just you just gotta you just gotta you know you just gotta let the energy go. You know, for me, when you dance, whether you're dancing good or bad, or you know, you dance and you feel better. So like it's a it's an easy way to stay happy and staying positive and. You know, keeping things light. You know, at the end of the day, we're playing a kid's game. Exactly. And again, it's it's genuine, and your your teammates feed off of that energy, right? Uh, you know, if it's disingenuous dancing, then everybody's gonna be like, "Sit down," but then nobody's exactly. telling you to sit down because you're feeling it, baby. It, it, it's they're, it, they're just it telling me, Kika, you're embarrassing us. But <laughs> little do they know, they start dancing by the end of the day. Yeah, it's infectious. Yeah, and yeah. then that O for three they've got going on turns into a one for four because they're thinking about your dance moves. Amen. <laughs> um, uh, this maybe this is good for both of you. And this this leads into a segment called Playing Pepper. Uh, just little simple questions. Um, but uh, uh, this one will be the hardest of the simples. Uh, what uh, What is fatherhood? Uh, how has it made you a better baseball player? And then Chopper, how has fatherhood made you a better coach? Uh, but Kike, um, I think we had Mookie on the other the other day, and he he was talking about his daughter and just how she's always imagining things, and it helps him imagine things when he's in the on deck circle. Um, for me, when I had kids, 
like I became less nervous because they don't care if I win or lose or anything. Um, what about you? You got a baby girl. What, what, how has she made you a better player? Well, over fours are way easier when you have a kid. That's for sure. Cause, uh, you know, I'm still, she's just last year. She was still too young. By the time I would get back, back home, she was asleep, but you know, when you're grinding and, you know, it's been a couple of over fours in a row and, you know, you, you wake up, sometimes you, you, you wake up thinking about how am I going to get out of the slump today? And that, that thought right there, it kind of makes the slump last a little longer. Yeah. But now that I have a baby, you know, I go for four, I, you know, I, I do what I got to do before going to bed. I go to bed and I wake up. And the first thing I think of is I need to go see my baby. I need to go. Because as soon as my baby sees me, she smiles and, you know, I'm, I'm full, I'm complete and nothing else matters. And, you know, it just, it makes the grind of a 162 be not as hard and, you know, a little more joyful because you know what, baseball is not the most important thing to me no more. It's, it's my kid, my baby, my family. So that's, uh, it's, it, I would say it's made the offers a lot easier. The ultimate slump buster. There yep. you go. Yeah. Uh, Chopper, what about you, man? I feel the same way. Uh, it's the same answer for me. Uh, I say my kids make a bad day okay and a good day great. Uh, when you come home after whatever it is you did and you just see their face and their excitement to see you, uh, it's really cool. And you just forget whatever you were worried about and you just get into playing catch with the boys or, you know, hearing about Bo's football practice or Michael working on turning two and, and Noah with his new stand-up comedy routine and Titus just kicks you in the shin and and that doesn't hurt too bad but it just gets you it's great I mean I love my boys bunch of winners bunch of all winners, winners. <laughs> yep it gets you out of yourself gets you out of your own head for sure um all right a question two playing pepper favorite animal and uh we'll go Kike bad first chopper bad in second I mean I have two dogs so dogs boom easy I'm just riding Kike's coattails. Dogs love dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Piece of cake. I got it. I got a tie hummingbird and the dolphin. Oh, okay. Wow. Do you, do you have do, do either? Do you have one of the two I as, do. A, as a pet? I've, I've got, I've got a few dolphins and, and a few. No, <laughs> I wish that would be great. I, 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 those are just two animals I could sit and watch all day. Um, I could watch a cat too. I, I, and I've done that. I've done some cat watching. Uh, just, just for leisure purposes, but, uh, the dolphin and the hummingbird, the hummingbirds, they both have grace. They've got this grace about them, yeah, uh, you know, and <laughs> that's, that's fair. fair. <laughs> that's fair. A uh, fantasy football name. You got a fantasy football name. You got a team, man. The, the only, the only football that they play in Puerto Rico is kicking a ball. So <laughs> I, I, I enjoy watching football. I just don't know enough players to play fantasy football. I'll be honest. Hey, honesty, salute, honesty, salute. Uh, so we uh, did. Yeah. Go what do you got, Chopper? I was going to say we did uh, for the first time as a parent. I'm like, you know, because I never, I've never done fantasy football. I'll be a silent investor with, uh, you know, with the Giants. I, I jumped on Joe Panic's back and he rode me to second place. Well, I rode him to second place finish and got some some cash. But uh, I was like, you know, I have four boys and they're going to have to play fantasy football. So this year I decided we'll do a family, uh, just the six of us, you know, and uh, turned into me running. I was the GM for all the teams. It was a real nightmare. But the name of my team was uh, I Am Your Father. 
fair. Which you are. Yeah, I am. That's fair. Fact. I am your father. I'm. I go Tom Selleck's mustache. That's been mine for about a 15 years. Tom Selleck's stash. Yeah. It just makes you feel good and makes you feel noble, reliable. Um, Very what fair. Rules... <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. That's fair. <laughs> what rules should be instituted in Major League Baseball to make the game more fun? And I'll start. Um, I think there should be mandatory staring contests on any bang bang plays. That should be the uh, mandatory rule. Any bang bang play. It's what we do at between all players, managers, between players, player and umpire. I think. Well, that's a good point. Uh, we go the runner and whoever's covering the base. Bang bang, staring contest, and that's that's the decision of safer out. Yeah. I, I think it. it should be four balls and four strikes. Uh, even the playing field. Pitchers are way too good these days. They're throwing way too hard. Would you like rather it. have that than I, I heard whispers of moving the mound back? A few, uh, you'd rather have four balls and keep it the same? Yeah. Yeah. I heard a good Gosh, point about moving the mound back. It's going to make the curveball move more. I don't know about that. I don't know. I just, if they move the mound back, does it mean that the bases have to go back too? It just gets really sticky. Like, where do you stop? I don't know. Yeah. Alternate universe. All right, let's, no. let's, not, let's not alter playing rules. I would say when we challenge a play, when a team challenges a play, the person, if it's New, is in New York, I don't know, I've New heard York. it's New York. I've yeah. heard it's in a trailer off the stadium. That person, whoever it is, wherever they're at, they shouldn't know what the, the call in the field is. I like that. To determine. I've heard that before, if, too. If it's safe, he's out. If if the ball is fair, foul, whatever it is, no bias. You cannot you cannot back your umpire buddy up? There's no like none of the not enough evidence. Come Inconclusive. Twenty twenty two, cameras are seven K now. There should be enough evidence to determine a call. I Maybe. like that. I like it. Yeah, and that's that's my wheelhouse with replay. That's pretty fair, uh, right? That's pretty fair. I, right? I think that's, that's very fair. That's okay. as fair as it gets. That's um, so fair. Yeah, my mine are a couple of answers that aren't super fun, but I just like pace of play. Like to me, like it's a long game already, and I can't stand when Kike's coming up the bat. So they warm up a guy, but they know they're going to make a pitching change. It's it's ridiculous. Like, dude, you already know you're going to do it, so just do it before the inning starts and let's go. Uh, once again, that's not fun. That wasn't what you were looking for, but I think pace of play matters. Also, if you challenge a play and the other team knows it's obvious, it shouldn't go to New York. If I'm the other team, I just, yeah, I agree. He's, he's definitely out. Let's go. He's if out, the fans go. think he's out, yes. he should be out. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's a not fun answers, but hey, I answered from my heart and that's got to count for something. That's, that's, fair. that's uh, Once again, that's more than fair. That is so fair. Uh, anytime a kid hits a foul ball at my sandlots, I say PU and all the kids say that ball smells foul. Love it. I think, I think that <laughs> would probably be another mandatory thing also let's throw a conga in the on deck circle and call it the on deck drum that's my three yeah bang bang um chopper uh back to you got any more Uh, questions for yeah i 
I do. Uh, Kike plays a lot of positions, every position except catcher in a major league game. What is your favorite position on the field? A couple of years ago, I'd say shortstop. Mm -hmm. One year ago, I'd say second base. But I truly, truly enjoyed playing center field last year. I got to love the outfield a lot more than before. Before then, I just, you know, I enjoyed playing the infield so much more because the game is quicker. You know, you got to be somewhere every single pitch, whatever. And I would just found it. I would just find the outfield a little bit boring. And then I would like, you know, my attention span is not that great at times. And I would just find myself, you know, talk, talking to fans and, you know, they give me crap. I give them crap, you know, but I got to enjoy center field and, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I got so much room to cover to just let my energy go and go to sleep when I get home. Yeah. I, I was a first baseman until I got to pro ball. And then I remember being out in left field talking about interacting with the fans and I took, I took my hat off and uh, the fans are like, Holy cow, chop. That's not a forehead. That's a five head. And that, was, <laughs> that made me laugh. I didn't even get mad. I was like, you know, that's funny. That's well played, sir. Yeah. Put the hat back on pretty quick. Turned around. Man, sometimes they just say stuff that you, you just got to acknowledge it, you know? It's hey, well played. I'll give you that one. Yeah, I didn't you heard that it. one. You know, the, hey, Hernandez, you suck. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Well, that's yeah. super original. Never heard that one before. Never. I remember, being, I remember being at Angel Stadium when I was, like, in high school. And because uh, I grew up right next to Angel Stadium. Garrett Anderson's on deck. And this is, like, right before they won the World Series. Garrett Anderson's, like, at the peak of his, his career. And some guy's wearing him out because he's 0 for 3. And uh, same thing. Garrett, you, Garrett, you saw all this stuff, dude. So I, like, was right next to the guy who's wearing out Garrett Anderson. Sorry about those seats right by the on-deck circle. Bang. Ooh. But, whoops. So uh, we'll brag. I go, we'll brag. Yeah, I go, hey, Garrett, you're a big leaguer and I'm not. So I'm going to sit here and admire you doing your job very well and not say anything. Like, come on, fans. Like, be better. It's a big leaguer. A great big leaguer, too. Props. Nobody has ever said that to me. You know, it's just yeah. like, if you're going to sit there and heckle, at least be original, bro. Be yeah. original. That's right. I'll give you that. If you're original, I'll give it to you. I'll, you know, give you, I'll play with you all game. But you know, yeah. if, you, if you got nothing for me, I'm not even going to pretend like I can hear you. It's just, and honestly, it is what it yeah, is. Straight. It is what it and, is. And I mean, I, I, I obviously I don't say anything negative, but when I'm a, when I'm a fan and I've, I've been to Dodger stadium, I've been to Dodger stadium in my full on Cubs onesie with a big fake beard and a big wig nine times and the Cubs are oh and nine against the Dodgers uh, uh when I when I wear that I call him old man Wrigley but I'll sit out there in left field and I'll say John Jay you are so handsome <laughs> and that's when the rest of the crowd like responds it's like that's what's funny that's what the players want to hear they want to hear funny positive things uh you know so I I, I that's my go-to. I also say nice socks. Uh, I, I tell players, I love your socks. What if they're wearing their pants down? Yeah, then then, then we have a conversation. Yeah, then... Nice uh, pants, bro. Nice pants. Boy, look at them teeth. Yeah. Look at that belt. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> How many notches you got on that belt? <laughs> so if you, if you hear a... If you hear a bearded man, you know, that's telling you you're handsome, you know, it's me, you know, you know who it is out there. Handsome this is my final fellow with nice socks. Nice. <laughs> uh, and that's fair. The final question for me in a segment called going deep. We played pepper. Now we're going deep. I already asked this fences. to chopper. Um, 
what's your wife's love language? Going deep. And 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 I, I looked it up. There's there's different love languages, words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, giving gifts, acts of service. Um, what would you say? Uh, what would you say your wife's love language would be? Spanish. Como se dice bang, bang. You win. So good. It's touche. No, man. I mean, I enjoy my time with my wife, and you know, she's just most of the time when I get home after a game, she's just exhausted. Obviously, she's a mom now, and it's very tiring. But uh, she's just she's always on the, waiting for me on the couch. She knows that you know after the game, our way to decompress is to you know just sit there and, and watch a show, watch a movie or something. And I mean, she's, she's my rock. She, uh, she also makes over fours be easy, get easier. It's just it's a different, easy when it's a baby and it's a wife, but, uh, yeah, she's, uh, my biggest supporter after my parents. I don't know. She's the biggest. I don't know. I, I, it's a conflicting answer. I don't know. I'm just going to say she's my biggest supporter. Yeah. And for Man. kids out there, as you're, as you're growing into manhood, uh, do your very best to marry your best friend. Uh, Absolutely. You know, we, yeah. I think all the three of us can say that uh, you marry your best friend and, uh, and that makes life so much easier and better. Um, way more life's fun. Amazing. Way more fun. And they're funny. Like fun. my wife's funny and she's, she's a gamer and uh, she gets yeah. it. Like she understands when it's been a tough day. Like I was married all through the minor leagues to my wife. And uh, I mean, she knows how to just sit in that moment of an over four and feel the, feels huge feel and just like know like okay now now i, I bet you i can make chad laugh and she say something funny and and, and then yeah. just use it but uh marry your best friend then absolutely yeah preach preach beautiful that's fair. beautiful that's fair <laughs> what's be- what's better than fair if if not because that's that's gold he, he just dropped some gems is there anything preach. better than fair preach preach, preach. yeah preach bang 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 was the if you had one anything, word to describe me. Anything bang. good happens, you know, any any great comment, you know, default thought, bang, bang. You gotta lean in. Always. Got that How from about, Andrew McCutcheon. That's a cutch. Oh, bang. Cutch taught me that. Bang. Bang. Oh. I I I say, hey kids, when something's exciting you, say, oh snap, that was lit. Just like that. And then I get total silence. And I'm like, what nobody's saying that at school? Not anymore. No. <laughs> I said, it'll come back. Just like jean shorts, it's coming back. What if it's a very long foul ball? It's super exciting. What is it that you got to say? You say... It smells. P.U. I know. know. Ball smells foul, right? That (laughs) P.U. That ball smells foul. Yeah, but what is it for exciting? For when something's really exciting? Oh, snap. That was lit. Oh snap! That was lit, but that ball smells foul. <laughs> Combo. It's <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Oh man, yeah. We, we appreciate you, man. It's been so great to have you on, Thank taking you time out of your Thanks day. Um, you're anything for you, Chop. Hey, hey, I know, I appreciate. It. Same to you. And you, you say, and I mean this, and I want you to hear this, and I know you know this. You say like, hey, I, I believe I'm a superstar. I'm here to tell you, and I'll tell the world right now, you're a superstar. You're a superstar as a human. Bang. Hey, bang. As a human, as a player, who you That's are, uh, you're, you're who 
uh, if my kids grow up to be anything like you, uh, I'll be very proud of them. Uh, so appreciate we appreciate it. Means it. A lot. Thank you. It means a lot. If you were my teammate, you'd be on my Mount Rushmore. I but you're on my Mount Rushmore for staff, for my I'll staff take it. guy. Support staff. Yeah. All right, bro, have a great day. We appreciate Thank you. you guys. Thank you. Good luck I to really you. Thank you, Thank you, TK. You you're the man. Have a great Bang. day. Bang. Bang. Oh, snap. Nice socks. Oh, snap. That's fair. <laughs> nice belt. P.U. I mean, what a great, what a great guest, huh? He, he's gonna he's gonna do whatever he wants to do uh, i mean but but he's gonna play he's just reaching his peak now i think he'll play uh for as long as he can and wants to but afterwards man he'd be an entertaining broadcaster he'd be everything a fun and he's got anything. insight and he's honest um and he speaks from the heart yeah uh, he's very genuine yeah. very very genuine, uh, uh, you know just wonderful wonderful good good get right there I'm excited for our listeners to, to, you know, uh, obviously we're, we're going to post this a little bit later, but I can't wait for them to hear it. Um, Are you kidding me? What's your wife's love language? Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> He's the best, man. I, I was so excited uh, when, when he said he would come on because everyone knows he's got that personality, but here's 35, 40 minutes, you know, even longer where they get to just get an insight of, like yeah. what makes Kike tick, man? Because it's it's gold. Uh, gold. So fun. That was great. I mean, when you, you know, when you meet somebody or have a conversation with somebody and you feel better afterwards, yes. you feel full of life. Like that's a special individual. And that's that yeah. dude, man. Uh, yeah. well, well done. Um, yeah. What else? Um, what else? He's a close up. He's a fountain. fountain. Yeah, I was going to say like, like his kids. Yeah, well, as kids, like we talk about what are you going to bring to the, to the team? Or what are you going to bring to the classroom? What are you going to bring to your friendships? What are you going to bring to the table? And you have two choices, be a fountain or be a drain, or you're going to suck energy from everyone else. Or you can just be this fountain of joy and, and uh, the ability to be resilient and, and know when to start dancing so your teammates can can get back in the moment where greatness lies. And, uh, and that's what Kike is. And that's what we want our kids to be. These listeners, like you get to choose what energy you bring every day and you get to work on that and hone in that skill. And it might, you get in, might get you in trouble when you're a kid being a power ranger at restaurants, but as you get, <laughs> as you get older, like bring energy, bring joy, bring fun, bring well-timed humor, bring respect for your coaches and your teammates. And these are these things yeah. that you can bring. And as a coach, uh, you know, those, those uh, attributes that you find disheartening at a young age, or they're mm -hmm. just either not paying attention or they're talking too much or they're too much energy climbing the fence, uh, even to the point of talking back in the back of your mind, you have to know it's, it's going to create a really, really mature, awesome leader one day. Those are leadership qualities. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I, I was much more into submitting, which, to, you know, to, uh, to my teachers and coaches and a great quality to have. But as I got older, it, it kind of was hard to become a leader, uh, you know, and it took a bit of a shove from some friends to, to just trust my own judgment and say, no, I belong here. I belong, uh, at, you know, as a, as a captain or a leader, uh, that, so there's that aspect of, of, you got to know that's going to turn into something great. And I'm looking at my oldest daughter right now and, and there's qualities in the moment that I'm like, Oh man, but I just know, uh, 
it's gonna it's gonna create once once maturity hits it's gonna create a kike you know asking a questions kind of energy yeah. yeah ask questions as a player and and if your coach is prepared uh he'll have an answer like you know what i mean like when it's when you're a coach if it's not about you you don't mind it when a player asks hey why are we doing that well this is why we're doing that we're working on this this drill because we're working on creating a throwing lane and it's really important and if you don't create a throwing lane in those biggest moments in a playoff game when you know all the chips are on the table and you're not used to creating a throwing lane you throw it off the runner's back and you lose the game so like as a player ask a question as a coach you should be prepared for any question why are you doing a drill there should be a purpose otherwise you're just wasting time right yep. so uh ask questions ask questions takes, and answer them takes coaches. takes a lot of patience have that patience and a mustache uh, and a good mustache man oh man wow what a great well, day great day indeed uh have yourself a great week and next too, week bud. we'll bring on um hall of famer joe man. buck what a what a life i love to say what a life like we get to have joe buck on the show what a life what a wow. life and and he is the most regular down-to-earth yeah. guy you'll ever meet um and uh yeah. So uh, great guest after great guest. Another, uh, another awesome one. Kike. <laughs> they just make you smile. Wow. Just have does. a great week. Everybody out there. Don't forget random act of kindness. Be nice. That's fair. See you, dude. <laughs>